welcome to We're Winging It, a podcast offering parents support, community, and connection one episode at a time. I'm Christy, a school counselor and mama to a baby girl. And I'm Kalia, a new parent educator, doula, and mom to two little girls. Thank you for being here. We are so excited to be on the journey with you. So pull up a seat. The coffee might be lukewarm, but the conversation is not. Welcome back to We're Winging It for this special Father's Day episode. Today is a little bit different. As you noticed, we're publishing on a Sunday. But more than that, we have some really special guests today. We have the dads of the Winging It podcast. To clarify, our husbands, not like our our actual fathers. Not our actual fathers, the dads to our daughters, the loves of our lives, and also (laughs) brother-in-law and Erica's here again Okay, so we'll just jump right in, and why don't we go around, even though I mentioned who's on the call, why don't you go around and introduce yourselves, tell us who your kids are, and a bit about you. Walt Winters. I am Henley's father, Christy's husband. I feel like I'm an angel investor in this operation. (laughs) So for work, I work work in insurance, help companies with their employee benefits. Um, In terms of things that I like to do besides being a husband or dad would probably be outdoor activities. So maybe that's fishing, golfing, uh, mountain biking, exercising, barbecuing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. How do I feel about being on the podcast? Yeah. I'm just curious. Good. It's, this is actually, it's kind of interesting seeing how the sausage is made, so to speak. You know, I've, I know Chrissy disappears into the room does a recording and then I, I hear the final copy. And so I, I am interested to see the behind the scenes magic. I don't know why someone would want to listen to me talk about being a dad, but uh, here we are. But happy to be here. Case, what about you? So I'm Casey. I am dad to Eden and Harrison. Uh, I'm a fitter and welder and uh, I like to fix stuff. Who are you married to? Erica, a, a former co-host, you know, <laughs> our guest host. Our guest yes. host. Hi guys, I'm back. <laughs> it's not the uh, we're winging it after dark, but Father's Day episode we'll have to do for now. I'm going to spend this whole episode trying to think of things that Casey can weld for me. If you need to prepare for the zombie apocalypse, like go to his shop. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sweet. Now that you've done a lot of talking in other people's interviews, do you want to tell every all the listeners who you are? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nate. I'm Kalia's husband and Audrey and Emma's dad. For work, I'm a product attorney at Microsoft. I guess my biggest hobby is being a dad, really. It takes the most amount of time. How do you feel about being on the podcast? Similar to what I guess Walt said and you guys echoed, which is I don't really know what sort of expertise I have other than just sort of having survived four plus years. First question, what is the most surprising thing about becoming a dad? I was surprised by just how true all the cliches about parenting are that we used to roll our eyes about before we had kids. It's one of the most common experiences in in like human history, but it's really hard to imagine what it's like day to day or year after year until you kind of join the club. Yeah, I think perspective, right? You're because because we're not the ones being pregnant. We don't have the biological connection, you know, pre labor. But like once you become a dad, that's you know, you you obviously you see your child, and perspective immediately changes. W- without having gone through, you have no clue. Someone can tell you about it, but you can't fully grasp how your perspective changes, and you you'll, you'll never go backwards. So I think the 
the biggest surprising thing about becoming a dad for me was just how much my perspective changed for, you know, not just with looking at Henley or Christy, but like other people, you know, or my own parents. I think uh, just how much thought it takes. I mean, you never expect when you get pregnant for parenting to be easy, but it's really like constantly trying to solve an equation where all of the variables are constantly changing. You're trying to like help form this human constantly taking in the different inputs that they have hourly based on food supply and nap times and whatever else has been happening for the previous day, week, month, whatever. It's just a constant, constant equation to try and solve. Okay. Juicy question. How many kids do you want? Cause we talk about this all the time on the podcast. How many kids do you want? If it was just up to you? Yeah. If you had a hundred percent of the decision-making Casey, how many kids would you have? I would have like, uh, I would say six, but I would also have a full-time nanny. Fair. Yeah, am, I, am I balancing time, finances, I mean, energy, or is it just how many kids do I want? Not like considering the consequences of it. No, like realistically, like well, if you could just yeah. choose for your family. Right. You can't have an only child. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think three is the perfect number. If it was up to you 100%, how many kids would you have? Would you do? Would you go for six? No, no. I, I think probably three or four. I came from a pretty big family. So that sort of thing just, I guess, feels more natural. I don't know about comfortable, but more natural. Okay, Casey, you have the oldest child here, so you should go first. What was your experience during Erica's labors and delivery since you have two kids? Honestly, it was pretty easy for me, right? I mean, I'm not trying to birth a child. I basically stayed awake for as long as I could and tried to be as supportive as I could, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, but it's also kind of a calming craziness. I mean, it's so out of your hands that either you go one of two directions, you either completely freak out and stall, or you just very quickly realize that nothing is in your control and you just chill out and let it happen. I will say too, with Casey's benefit, one thing that uh, I remember, I know it's not a Mother's Day episode, but he was just like really in it with me because I had a C-section. And so I fresh postpartum couldn't pull up my gigantic hospital underwears. So he was, you know, with me on the toilet, pulling up underwears and changing the kids diapers, he just really instantly stepped into fatherhood in a way that like, I didn't expect him to. He just very quietly kind of started. That's so nice. That is nice. What was your experience during Audrey and Emma's birth? I guess I'll focus on Audrey's birth because I mean, (laughs) we were old pros by the time Emma came around, but Audrey's birth was a pretty incredible experience. Like, Kalia, you wanted to give birth naturally um, as, you know, as much as possible while giving birth in a hospital, I guess. I know on the, on the one hand, it was like harrowing, like gritty, real, this is what life is all about kind of stuff. But it was the part that I didn't expect that will probably stay with me for a long time was just like how emotional it was and just how connected everybody in the room felt. There were, there were several times during, during labor and delivery where like all the nurses in the room were crying and like, I sort of blame Kalia's like very manipulative, like birth Spotify playlist 
uh, <laughs> for like making everybody cry like three different times. Like it just hit like I don't know, just just like the fact that it was like just so real and like gritty and like amazing, but also just like I don't know, really emotional too. Where'd you go right after Emma was born? I went to Red Robin for a beer and a hamburger when Kaylee was napping. <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience? My experience? Walt's been waiting the last like year and a half for this exact moment. Oh, no, I, I don't know. Great. Tell us everything that happened. Well, so it, it, it was not the way Hollywood projects the experience to happen. So I've so only done it once. I was hell bent about like, I'm pumped to drive to the hospital like an asshole. And we checked in at 7.15 to be induced. <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little anticlimactic. There, Please there ask were, me who wheeled my suitcase into, yeah, the, there were, into the labor and delivery room. No red lights were in. We probably stopped and got <laughs> coffee on the way. Um, and so, so I, 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 I kid, but that, I mean, like it just, it wasn't the experience that you think where like, you know, you're at home, water breaks and, and you're like, Oh, we got, we got to get going. Right. Like you forget stuff. And so, you know, we, we drove very much the plan because Christy was induced and we were there and, you know, like it, it was just, it was a process. And then a couple of days prior, I had some, I had some at a work lunch with some buddies and they told me about their experience and everyone's got advice before you've done it the first time. And they were like, it's just, it's primal. And I would, I would echo that because it did just kind of take over uh, like what Christy went through um, was pretty wild. I mean, I think we checked in at 7.15 and then Henley was born at 9.52. Mm-hmm. So a couple hours of pushing, which was wild. Tell them about the placenta. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> tell us. So again, kind of back to comparing it against like the Hollywood, you know, illustration movies and all that. I mean, there's no, there's no curtain. You're not above <laughs> the curtain or below the curtain. There's just, there is no curtain. When it was time for the placenta, I mean, it was like a deflated football, just like skyrocketed out. And then I knew that I was responsible to put it in the cooler. Yes. Primal does not do that moment justice. <laughs> but to give you credit, you did it. And you did oh not like fight me on that at all. Oh my God. Pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> Erica had a C-section and I remember the doctor before I like right before I went to go in there when they had just finished prepping her, he got like pretty close to me and sat next to me and crossed his arms, you know, and he said, Hey, you're going to be able to look, there's no curtain, but uh, don't make this about you. All right. You don't feel like you can look, just don't look. If you feel like you're going to pass out, just look away. <laughs> like, I got it. Got it. So I didn't look. So we, we go in there. The nurse is like asking, you know, what's, what's your birth plan? Mine was pretty simple. Like keep me alive, keep baby alive. All good. And then she asked me like who I wanted in the room. Like if anybody else was going to be coming, I said, no, Walt very helpfully chimes in and says, yeah, you know, if you ever need me to like step out or, or leave, (laughs) you just let me know. And I think I literally just remember looking at him, like you're not going anywhere. And and again, for us, it wasn't like this, like light switch going on all the way to baby. I mean, like it was this pro everything just progressed and progressed. And that next thing I know, you know, I'm holding the back of Chris's head, a leg counting down from 10 for breathing exercises, you know, and then Henley comes out and then placenta. I mean, like it all just like happened very methodically, but then like sped up. So there was no like 
opportunity to leave or anything like that, of course. You were probably trying to be nice to like the doctors and nurses, like, hey, I don't want to get in the way of your elbows or something. So actually, I did, I did leave for one moment. So I was, it was, uh, like I said, we checked in, in, you know, a little after seven in the morning. And at like one o'clock or so, I was like, hey, like, things are speeding up. Is this a good time for me to eat something? And they were like, yeah, like, Chrissy's having contractions. She's not pushing. Haven't had the epidural yet. All good. And so go down to the cafeteria. And of course, I, I run into someone I know. And like, we start chatting. And, and I, I came back in and like, I missed a couple steps. And it was just like, it was much more good. I left at a safe time. I came back at a hostile time. <laughs> it all worked out. I was like, Erica's been in the room with both times. And Erica is also my lay midwife. So I have a picture of her at the foot of my bed, like checking on my progress. With a headlamp on. With a headlamp. Oh, yeah, with a headlamp on. <laughs> I like to be where the action is, you know. And, and did I ask a midwife if I could borrow her light? Yeah. But... <laughs> That's where they needed me. And, and you know, I, you can edit this out. That's but where they needed me. <laughs> that's where they needed me. And also, um, they did have me switch out at one point. You were holding a hand, you were holding one of her legs, and then you looked at me like, Kate describes Emma's birth as, or was it you, Erica, that said it smelled like a barnyard? Because it really does smell like a petting yeah. zoo. Oh, it doesn't smell that bad. It, I mean, it smells like you're at the uh, Puyallup Fair or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would say that like an exhibit hall at the Puyallup Fair smells bad. It just smells you. It smells like what it is. I think plenty of people would say that Puyallup Fair smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be nice to our wife's butts. <laughs> just a hazard. It's all right. I don't mind. Okay, so besides having to experience the barnyard that is labor and delivery, what is the hardest part about being a dad? For me, it's like not very much free time. And so basically you're constantly trying to prioritize appropriately. And like you have way more things that you feel like you should be doing or need to get done than you have time for. And that part's really tough. You're you're also just like way down your wife's priority list. And like Rightfully so, you should be way, way lower down down your wife's priority list. Like, but it is tough for like the selfish ego part of your brain when that kind of happens. Yeah, it was it was really easy to be selfish before having a kid. You can do whatever you like to, to a certain point, of course, right? Like, yeah. But like once you once you have a kid, become a dad. Like you know, like so, so we've got a, a dog. And like, say, say middle of the night, the dog's crying. And it's like, okay, I should go check on the dog, let him out of his crate. But like, you don't have to, right? Like with a kid, you know, she's crying at, at three months or two months, like you're, you're going to go check on her um, or she's in the room for that matter. And like, you got to get up, you know, feed her, change her diaper. And so, you know, or like, you know, being away, going on a trip, it was really easy to do that before. Uh, but now it's, you know, your, your time is so much more limited and you gotta, you, you can't, you can't be selfish the way you could be pretty easily before. I think for me, it's uh, like balancing my empathy, compassion, gas tank. I struggle with having enough to feel for everyone. That's, that's my hardest part about being a dad is especially with the toddlers who can't regulate their emotions at all. That's where I struggle right now. It's kind of hard to, for me personally to think of what is a specifically like 
dad hard part. When I think about them, it's really all just parenting in general. The kind of the hard parts are just the hard parts. Is fatherhood and parenthood in general different than you thought it was going to be? Yes, but I would say not just different. It's more like additional. I think this is kind of the cool thing about parenthood is it's it's not just different. It's like your life expands. Like it, it's not all good, but it is richer, like all of it. I've joked in the past talking to people that like we've had friends that were had just gotten married or were getting ready to have their first kid. And, you know, you say you start talking about kids as you do and this and that. And I've said to them, like, it, I couldn't use the words that I know to explain what it's like to have a kid realistically and have it sound like something you want to do. Because if you just use the words we all know to describe it, it sounds exhausting and miserable. And like you gave up all these things that you were passionate about somehow, some way in the words that we don't have, none of it matters once the kid comes. That's such a good summary of just parenthood in general. For real. Like if we put down a job description, no one would apply for that job. It would be terrible. Pay sucks. The pay sucks. (laughs) The The hours suck. The emotional labor sucks. Yeah, it's hard to describe to a friend who doesn't have kids yet why they should have kids and they won't know it until they have one. Yeah. The best way that I've I've described it, and I know this isn't even close to being good enough, but it's like the best and worst thing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think I think the pride, love, and joy and all that you get from it uh, certainly trumps the, the sleepless nights, the headaches. Is it different? Is parenthood different than you thought it would be? You know, I don't know. I mean, it... Uh, for us, so like we had Henley, you know, end of December 2019 and the pandemic hit, you know, late February, early March. And so we've basically only been pandemic parents. So for uh, for, for me, it has, I haven't had to like make a lot of choices kind of back to the being selfish thing, like here the whole, whole time. If it wasn't a pandemic world, then there would have been a lot of nights where like I'd have to make the choice about like, hey, like, do I get home before bedtime or not? And like, so it's, it's, that's been made it, I think a lot easier because I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here to help, uh, I'm here to experience being with her. Um, so it has been different than I expected for sure. I think the pandemic played a big role in that where like we were a great beneficiary of it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been really good for us. So about Father's Day specifically, since today is Father's Day, what do dads actually want for Father's Day? What do you want to do? What gifts do you want, if any? Like, what what do dads want on Father's Day? Well, I need to be careful how I answer this because I know my father-in-law listens to every, listens to every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically told Casey to not give his real answer of every single time I ask him, what do you want for Father's Day for the last five years? I specifically said, do not answer that. So I don't have big expectations for Father's Day. I mean, I don't know, like... Exercising in the morning, doing activity, you know, spending time with the family and barbecuing. It's a much yeah. better answer than Casey. I guess a uh, more, you know, like podcast safe version of it would be like, I, I would want to work on a project with zero interruptions. I guess it's pretty, pretty simple. Like I'd rather not be awake at five in the morning, uh, rearing children. Maybe, uh, maybe a Jersey Mike's Italian sub for lunch would be pretty sweet. Um, maybe like an hour of hour for exercise uninterrupted at some point during the day. But other than that, I don't know, just hanging out with the the family is, is pretty much 
pretty much just awesome. I don't know. What, what did you do for Mother's Day this year? Uh, I was gone all day. It was great. This year was like post pandemic Mother's Day. Like next year, I might feel a little bit different. Because you, it's the opposite of your year. You have no time away from Henley. Correct. It might be a little different too, because for Mother's Day, um, and I know that there's definitely so many parents that are the opposite and the dad does stay home and the mom works full time. But for the three of us, it's, we are with our kids the most. So a treat is having a, a time to ourselves versus like, I'll just speak for Casey and I, Casey's gets a couple hours a night with our kids and then Saturday and Sunday, if he's not working. So a treat for him is getting a full day to like spend time with his kids and like enjoy them and have me kind of set up things that I think would be fun for him. So maybe that's kind of a difference too, between Father's Day and Mother's Day is just the different dynamic of how much time we have with our kids. It becomes more of a treat to be away or more of a treat to be with them. That's a good point. Yeah. Thank you for making me feel less guilty about. Dude, <laughs> how many moms like get a hotel room by themselves for 24 hours from Mother Day? And it sounds lovely. Ideal. Mm-hmm. Massages. Okay. Woo! Massages. Room oh. service. Champagne. Oh. Watching TV. Yes. As much coffee as you want. Just literally no one talking to me for like a little bit. No one saying, mom, mom, mom. Mom, 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 just that. Just no one saying mom for like a solid 12 hours. All right. Last question. Best question. We always ask every single guest, uh, what is their best piece of advice for parents? So if you could tell every single parent in the whole world, one piece of advice, it could be super general. It could be very specific to one thing, maybe something that somebody shared with you. What would it be? Growing up, I was never okay with being told no for no reason. Like I was that typical stubborn shithead that if you didn't have a justification for why you told me to do something, then there just wasn't a reason why I should listen to you. And so I might just be trying to give advice here. I don't think if I heard this, but try and like you have a rough idea of what you want this child to be. I mean, you have the things that are important to you and your family that you want to pass on to them and then just sort of like put bumpers on it. Just they're going to, you have to allow them to be their own person in between. And you just kind of keep them in line heading towards that direction that you hope that they are. And just don't say no for no reason along the way. Just it's, add stress that you don't need trying to be frustrated about things that at the end of the day, when you think to yourself, like, why, why did I get mad about that? it's really just because it was irritating in that moment, but was the irritation worth it? Like most times it's not. So just let it go. You're good at having perspective on these things and like seeing it from a little bit of a higher level case. Yeah. That's great advice. We haven't got, I feel like sometimes the, advice that people share is like, it's a long, similar guidelines and nobody said anything like that. And I love that. That's a really good thing to think about. Uh, Hard, hard question. I mean, I I think it's a little premature to ask me that considering we're not even 18 months into it. I mean, I have a parenting podcast. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, I think I've told some friends that haven't had kids yet is 
I mean, it just, it, it keeps getting better and better and better, you know? So I think that's a piece of it, but at the same time, like I always try and remember like, Hey, we decided to do this. That's why we have Henley. So like, we need to keep that in mind and like take care of her, like put, put her interests first and do all those type of things. And, you know, put our, our selfish needs aside. Cause like we chose to have her, she didn't choose to exist. And so I think keeping that perspective in mind is super important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think for me, something that something that's been really helpful is just having very realistic expectations for this phase of life and for myself. And I think that's, that's kind of good to bear in mind. Having like very realistic expectations can, can, help you be more patient and more tolerant with your with your family and also with yourself i don't exactly know where i heard this but i heard someone say once that you know as a parent you really only you're you really only have time to prioritize three of the following things uh, family friends work and exercise and like you can't you can't do for all four of those things really well as a parent. So you kind of need to make trade-offs and just kind of understanding that in advance and being gracious with yourself, I think is, is important. It's been helpful for me. That's really good advice too. And I think as a dad too, like it's, it's really easy to like look at your friends that are like, don't have kids and like be jealous of certain things, but there's so many things that like, they also like don't even realize they're missing out on. And like that, that literally is just, that's not useful to think about that kind of stuff. Do you, you saying that I don't, I also heard this on a, on, I don't, it was on a podcast. I don't remember who said it, but is coming back to me now, but someone said, just let it change you. Just let it change you. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense in, in tying into what you're saying. And, you know, also something that I hear um, Kaylee and Chrissy, you guys saying on your podcast a lot is you just, you're doing the best you can. So just be okay with it. Yeah. It change you. This is the best we can do. And it may not be the, what I was hoping for yesterday, but today was different. So here we are. I like that you listen to our podcast case. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That is good advice. Okay, lightning round question before we're done. What's your favorite thing about your baby mama? Me. Her butt. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, what's your favorite thing about your baby mama? I don't know. That's hard. It's hard to pick a favorite thing. You got to pick one. It's lightning, lightning round. Lightning round. Just first thing that comes to your rapid fire. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have to play your lightning round. I can take a little <laughs> All right, whatever. We'll come back to you, Casey. No, <laughs> she is the ultimate like uh, emotional counterweight to me you oh, know yeah. going back to what i was saying earlier about having a very limited gas tank erica has an abundance in the best way and it's it took both of us for each other yeah 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 i mean a long list of things to think about but uh i mean chrissy's killing this this mom thing when she was pregnant, she was never like into babies. It was more of like, oh, there's a puppy, right? And, and she had this quote that I love teasing her about. She's like, well, what if I don't love her? And, and clearly she does. And so I'd say everything right now, and it's it's always changing and new things are being added. But 
the way she takes care of Henley and how she's raising her uh, is great. So nice. Now that you guys gave serious answers, I nice. feel like I should supplement my butt answer by saying like, I'm very impressed by like how hard Kaylea works at parenting. Like I, I don't think I've seen her work so hard at anything than being a parent. Also your butt. Also my butt. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was so fun. Thanks guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. I know we've talked about it for a while. I appreciate you guys being on here and probably we'll probably have to do an encore at some point. This was a good pod guys. Hey, also a good hang, you know, yeah, also sweet hang. I like seeing your guys' faces at 9.30 p.m. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's Zoom drink more often. Mm-mm. No. Let's do it in no. person or nothing. Erica, yeah. and, Erica and Christy go to bed too early. We can't We can't regularly do this. I was yeah. just looking at the time thinking, let's wrap this up, y'all. It's bedtime. <laughs> Dude, I literally said to Christy, I was like, I was like, how's 8 o'clock? And she's like, p.m.? And I was like, yes, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Love we'll you. Love you. Night. Bye. 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 Thank you for spending your time with us. You can connect with us further at Winging It Podcast on Instagram. And a quick reminder to share, subscribe, and leave a review for the podcast if you haven't already. We truly appreciate it. See you next week. And remember, you're a really good mom. Bye. Bye. Here's the last question. Who do you think's the best host? Kalia, Christy, or Erica? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm voting for myself. Uh, we're taking over Boodleers podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, we're accepting sponsorships at any time. I well, would listen to a Boodleer couples podcast. If you guys 100%. could get Jersey Mike's though to sponsor your podcast, that would be a real game changer. If we could get what? Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Yeah, be amazing. Sub, sub sandwiches. Honestly, I think that you are um, a much more natural host than Christy and I. Christy and I are like much more in our heads and like methodical and you're I think more naturally talented at like being funny and like thinking quickly and stuff I think you are probably more natural on podcasts than Christy and I are no offense Christy but I probably think you probably are no no I agree but we have to take that part out because otherwise people won't listen to us (laughs) (laughs) because we even even we admit that Erica's better than us correct Oh, well, this is me, Erica. We're going to have to force you to come back and be a, a co-host. All right. Well, I'm available. <laughs>